So welcome to uh, the very first edition of Jim's Day. However, we're going to do this. We're still kind of evolving everything. So uh, stay patient and we'll, we're kind of figuring out our groove. We're trying something that's not exactly the most popular way of doing things. My goal here is to hit more people for um, different things that they're into. Whether, you know, like Pat's really big into tinkering with the bows. And I am more of a user, I would say. Like of uh, I know how to do a lot of the tuning and gadgeting. But I am more into the guy that would I'd rather be out fishing. I'd rather be out hunting than prepping for it. So we, we differ in personalities. And with a one-hour podcast once a week. I feel like we were just barely touching off on everything. So this is my first installment. Um, we're kind of splitting the days up. You're going to hear from Pat, and you're going to hear from Bush like Billy, Kelsey, and then we got Storytime Friday, all that stuff. We still have the news. It's just kind of split up to where if you do miss an episode or two or three or four, you can kind of snowball into it, and, or you can uh, kind of like binge listen to everything we have. And then... You can still be caught up in an hour or so. Maybe you can skip a topic or two. Maybe you didn't want to hear the news. Maybe you don't want to hear about things. Like today I'm talking about musky fishing because this is, this is, it's August now. And so I wanted to talk about musky fishing and maybe you're not interested in musky fishing. Shame on you. You're kidding, kidding, kidding. If uh, I get, I get not being into musky fishing just for the simple frustration of it. Um, but it's so exciting when you get one on. But anyway, back to the podcast. So here's here's like uh, week one of what we're doing. And I'm hoping it works out. I'm looking for input. Tell me if this is absolutely dumb. But uh, yeah, the way I look at it is maybe I don't have an hour a week for certain people, but I might have 10 to 20 minutes a day. And that's kind of what we're doing here. Anyway, on to musky fishing. So I started musky fishing. It was either in like 2004 or five, kind of before the big craze of uh, it was the cool thing to do. Now everybody's a musky fisherman. And baits are obnoxiously sized. I mean, you could buy a one-pound bulldog. You know, it's like that's just absolutely ridiculous. Louis Spray caught his world record muskie on a little plug in 1922. Granted, fishing pressure was less back then, but uh, it was still a little wooden plug on a on a, a bait cast reel that doesn't free spool. It, it, literally, the weight pulls out. It it was just a it was, it was just a spool with a crank. I mean, it was nothing very archaic for what it was. But that's what they had. I mean. In 1949, that uh, that was fishing tackle. So, but now I look and I just think the world has gone a little crazy with muskie. I don't necessarily fall into it. For instance, uh, one of the top lures when I got into it was a uh, Meps Marabou, one of the big ones. I, it's kind of like a showgirl now, but a single bladed one. And it was just Marabou feathers and you know a silver blade and maybe some different colors. And it caught a lot of fish over the years. A lot of people have done good. People still buy them. I still buy them. I still throw mine. It's uh, on my lighter setup. And then it kind of get got bigger and bigger. And then they went to like the number 10 blades. And then they went to the twin 10s. And now I don't even know what they're up to. I know the biggest ones I have because uh, I fell for some of this stuff when I was like in my early 20s. And then I realized, what am I doing? But I, I have uh, those Blue Fox 12 blades. I mean, geez, they're like probably, I don't know, 15 years old now. And they've been in the water a couple of times because they're such a pain to throw. But I want to get into... Uh, with the musky fishing, being out in August, where we go, the fishing guide up there always said, I talked about him in the last one, John Detloff, he always said August is the best month. I never actually sat him down and asked him, why do you say that? But here's my interpretation of why August is the best month for the Northwoods musky fishing. And it kind of goes, this is like, a, this is the most mature right now that summer's going to be. We are at the apex of uh, full growth and full warmth and 
The muskie are on a move, and but we're actually starting to make a way back down a little bit. As of this recording, it's in August, and you can actually start telling the shadows are changing a little bit. So the sun's tilting, and we finally got rid of the really hot air. It's still There's still more to come, I'm sure. But as of right now, it's nice. So pretty much we've reached the apex, maybe just a touch past, just a touch. And the seaweed beds, like I said, are fully mature. The, the water temps as high as it's going to be, and it, if anything, it's going to start trending downward, and it just makes for the best muskie fishing. So this time of year, like I'm going up uh, to the Chippewa Flowage again to fish with Pat, my dad, my brothers, my brother-in-law, and uh, so when I get up there, the tactics, the main tactics are going to be top water and shallows and, you know, and morning and evening. Pretty much, depending on the water temperature, you really don't have to beat yourself up all day. So, I mean, you, if you have the energy and you have the willpower, go for it. But if you go out there with a muskie rod in the morning and the evening and you fish for bass or pike through the afternoon, do not be ashamed of yourself. That's okay. And pretty much you can, you can really target muskie all day. If, uh, I'm going to say if the water temp is below, hmm, that's a good question. I guarantee you somebody's going to argue with me on this, but I'm going to say if the water temp's under 73 degrees, 73 or less, you, it's okay to target muskie, and uh, but once once the water gets up to like seventy eight, you really stand a very good chance of killing these sensitive fish by pulling them out of the water, taking pictures, unhooking. Remember, you catch a muskie, go in a big old net, scoop them up, and let them sit in the water. And the reason why I say that: imagine if right now you were in the fight of your life, somebody had both arms wrapped around you, and they're and you're kicking and you're running, and you run away, and they come back and they grab you and they hold you. And after all that, somebody dunks your head in the water. Wouldn't you want to catch your breath first? Wouldn't you want to like put your hands on your knees, hands above your head, whatever you do to catch your breath? Wouldn't you want to do that first? Well, pretty much when you pull a fit, when you pull a muskie out uh, after a fight in warm water, that's what you're doing to them. You're pretty much making somebody sprint 100 meters and then hold their breath. So be be mindful of that. I know you can't feel it; they can feel it. And but make make sure you're taking care of these fish. They're sensitive. Uh, they're they're trophies, and they're very special, and they're very hard to catch. So you might as well have as many of them as you can. And all you have to do is take care of them. Uh, some pros will even tell you once the water gets up like above 77, 78 degrees, don't even pull them out of the water. They say net them, let them catch their breath, and then you reach in there and get the hook out while it's in the net, and then you just take it out of the net and put it back in the water. So. Now, I have a hard time doing that because I am one of these fishermen that they say to fish to 10,000 casts. So I make damn sure that that fish has got at least 20,000 before I get one. So pretty much what I'm saying is I'm going to get my picture. I'm going to pull it out. I'm going to take my picture. Uh, I, I've just worked too hard. I've traveled too far and to do that. Now, if I lived in the North Woods and this was a regular event for me, then I probably would do something like that. But if it's your first muskie, if it's one that you have paid long overdue for and it's just time, then yes, get your picture. But just be very mindful of what you're doing to this fish. So you put you put a fish that's shocked back in the water. And the old saying my dad used to tell us too, and it's been debunked for years. It's been for 25 years it's been debunked. But we used to we used to set them upright, spine you know, the dorsal fin up in the air, and we'd grab the tail and we'd work it back and forth. And we used to say, "Ah, oh, we're filling his lungs with water. We're not just don't do that. Do not do that. That can really ruin things. Just put the fish in the water, dorsal fin upright, everything good. Kind of hold it by the rib cage, kind of like you're holding a girlfriend by the hips. You know, nice and gentle. You know, hip right in the hips. Hold it, 
and just kind of just leave it, leave it, leave it. You'll feel it. You'll feel a tail kick every now and then. And then uh, bam, it's gone. And that is how you want to release these things. Don't You're not giving a CPR any other way. Let it catch its breath. It just got done sprinting a marathon and then got manhandled by a bunch of crazy people in a boat. And now you want it to just swim away. It needs a minute. It needs a minute. And then even after that fish swims away, give it a good, uh, I don't know, five to ten minutes, looking about 30 yards from the boat. Make sure it didn't swim away and come belly up because we have chased these muskie down with the trolling motor to rehab these things and put them back upright. And this might ruin your night, but you're going to save a fish's life. So it, it might ruin your night. You might chase this thing around for a good half hour, 45 minutes, trying to get this thing back to life. But that's okay. That's okay. You caught it. You went out there. You knew what you're getting yourself into. Um, be very conservation oriented when you're catching these fish. And if that, none of this sounds like it's for you, that's fine. Just, you know, go back to your largemouth bass or whatever normal people fish for. I was once told that I only like to fish for the hard things. And I, I, I got to thinking about that. And I, ne- I don't do that on purpose. That's not a, that's not a decision. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go fish for largemouth. Ah, oh, that's too easy. I'm going to fish for something harder, blah, blah. No, I like to fish for the harder things because harder things are more fun to catch. So I like going to try and I never caught one yet, but I still like to get the Kings out of the Harbor. I I fish for those all the time and that season's coming. By the time I get home from the Hayward trip, that's going to be depending on water temp. And I might take some notes from my boss because he's actually a pro at this, but depending on water temp, uh, we're probably going to do an episode on that, um, the king salmon. And then, but pretty much come September, if I'm not talking about king salmon, we're going to be kind of moving into the deer hunting thing. Pat's already full-blown into this. We're actually going to start scouting. We've been waiting for the heat to break, and that's coming. But back to musky fishing real quick. I just want to talk about a couple of things with gear. And like I told you, the world has blown up. When I got into this, it wasn't that big of a deal. There were some top waters and there was, you know, your big maps. And then there was, and then for some reason, for some reason, the world went nuts. One of the, one of the greatest lures that ever worked on the Chippewa Flowage, and I'm sure lots of other places, was the creeper. Now, if you don't know what a creeper is, it's just like a head and crazy crawler. It is a steel-winged wooden lure that looks like it's swimming back to you. It looks like a chipmunk in the water coming back at you. Granted, when a muskie hits it, it completely destroys the tuning of these things, so you have to spend time getting it back in order. But, I mean, those things, I don't think I have one that's bigger than my hand. It's one of the greatest muskie lures that ever existed. And my, my Meps Marabou, same thing. Um, I do have some big topwaters, but the one that's been the most effective for me is about, hmm, I'm trying to think. I don't have small hands. I don't have big hands, and it's probably an inch or two longer than my hand. It's a single-bladed tallywhacker. I can go into a whole episode on whatever I just said. So pretty much the tallywhacker is a blade in the back. It's a tail that spins. It goes plop, 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 plop. makes lots of noise. They call it a search lure because you can move it quick. You can see if any fish come up on it and hit it. But anyway, my most effective one is probably six to eight inches long. Uh, probably about, hmm, I'm going to say an inch and a half to two inches in diameter, probably an inch and a half, two sounds big. Um, and it throws out there nice. I could reel it in and then, but when it comes to rods and reels, so here's where I'm going to get the criticism and I love it. Bring it on, bring it on is, uh, I am more of a quantity over quality. Now I know everyone says traditionally that, uh, you know, you want good stuff instead of cheap stuff. And there's, there is a little matrix arc that follows on a graph there. Yes, you don't want the cheapest stuff. 
But I'll tell you what, if you want to have three musky rods, you're probably going to have mediocre musky rods. That's what I have. I throw, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what the two rods I have. I've had them since I was, a, I mean, probably 12 to 15 years I've had these rods. Um, but like the, the one a lot of people start with is the ugly stick. If you don't know if musky fishing's for you, you're thinking about it, you might do it once a year. An ugly stick's a great bet. I personally don't like ugly sticks for one reason, and it's because I hate the handle. It, that's it. That's the only reason. It's a big, fat foam handle that I can't stand. I want to say my one rod's a Shimano rod. I probably paid 100 to 150 bucks for it, and uh, which is not expensive. You start looking at some of these G Loomises and all this, it's, it gets outrageous. The other good buy that um, my dad and Bush Lake Billy firmly believe in is the St. Croix... Uh, Oh boy, what was the name of that? Mojo Musky. And those were, I want to say that was sub $200. I don't know anymore. Like I said, I haven't bought, I haven't bought a musky rod since probably 2009 or 10. So, I mean, you can, with inflation the way it is, you can guess how off I might be on prices. But uh, the Mojo Musky, I know, was a great buy. And then I, the other thing I'm big on is I love my uh, big round, uh, Abu Garcia ambassadors. So I have uh, two reels that I throw all the time. That um, I, I have three, but the two I'm talking about here, uh, they are called the SSC three. I have a 6501 and a 50 5601. I think of the sizes. Mine are 01 because I like left-handed crank. So if you're looking at Abu's, 01 means left-handed crank. Everybody else throws on the right. I don't. I can't do it. I can't crank on the right. But the cool thing about the SSC3s is you can't buy them from a Bass Pro Shops or a, you know, big box stores. So I actually got mine from fishing shows over the winter, going in there, because that's the way we used to do things, and talking to people, and I bought them just like that. My other main one is a uh, Abu Garcia uh, C4. Is uh And that, all these reels, I think the old, the newest one I have is probably 2000. Mm, I'm going to say an eight, 2008. And so back then you, I watch musky fishing videos now and you'll see the low profile reels on these musky rods. And it's like, I'm, I'm always wondering, I'm like, what did they, you know, why are people using low profiles? Cause that was not a thing when I was got into musky fishing. That is not anywhere. We don't use those here. Well, turns out that, uh, back in the day, the drag systems, I mean, they were, I don't know, 10, 12 pound drags, 15 pound drags. And now they're 22 plus pound drags. So you could actually stop a muskie with a low profile reel. In 2005, 2010, somewhere in there, no way. Muskie would run and just turn that thing into smoke. So that's why, so it's kind of unusual. I don't have any opinions on low profile for muskie because I never did it. It sounds like you can. Sounds like they upped all the technology for that. So they fit in your hand better. The line capacity is not as good. I know that for sure. And, uh, but hey, if you can afford one and it, it works for you, go for it. And if, if you're a, a full-time musky guy, all the stuff I'm telling you about saving money on gear goes right out the window. And I don't blame you. I have Orvis fly rods. So trust me, if anybody understands what it's, what you want, what, what it's like to own nice gear and appreciate it, it's me. The, you know, the one thing I'll tell anybody in a fly fishing, I would spend more money on a rod before I did the flies because the rod means that much. But when it comes to musky fishing, you need a pool cue of a rod approximately seven and a half, eight feet long, preferably. So you got a nice long lever to launch these big, heavy things out for 12 hours a day and not catch anything that you don't need to spend a, a bunch of money. You really don't. 
anyway, so, but it is August and you're probably hearing this. I don't know what it is. Probably when you're here, it's August 16th, 17th, probably the 16th. And, uh, you're actually, by the time you hear this, if you hear it on the day it comes out, you are in peak musky fishing time. So get out there, go fishing for musky. If that's your thing, if it's not your thing, that's cool too. Um, so yeah, this is me signing out. Uh, listen, thanks for listening. And Pat's day should be tomorrow. And then we got Bushlight Billy and our very first story time Friday. So thanks again for listening. And uh, let me know what you think of this new format. Have a good rest of your week.